What's up, I'm Not Like You? It's your co-hosts, Eileen and Esther. We're good friends who don't have much in common. Accept our plans to have more fuck yes moments in our lives. Let's do this, boo. Yeah. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Um, I'm wearing a shirt that's very unlike me. So let's just start that out. Well, you got on and I was like, what are you? (laughs) (laughs) She white dress like a child. I'm wearing it on purpose because while Eileen was on vacation, just like missing everything going on in my life, I don't feel neglected at all. Um, I went to multiple concerts. (laughs) Multiple? I only know about one. And I booked one last night. And the one I booked last night is this shirt. It's Sublime. Oh, that's I'm badass. I'm Sublime with Rome. I'm so excited. It's like the third time I'm seeing them. The shirt happens to be on my bed because, as Eileen knows, in between recordings, I told her this and we should have saved it. I didn't have any help in the house this week. I'm a fucking diva. If you didn't know that already, I don't <laughs> know what to tell you. Go back to episode one. <laughs> Start again. <laughs> I had to do the laundry this week and I have folded all the laundry but I keep taking it from the basket to the bed, from the bed to the basket, the basket to the bed. Today it's on the bed because I thought, you know, it's Sunday, you're gonna put the laundry away, and I'm not gonna put the laundry away. So the sublime shirt was on the bed ready to wear. <laughs> and, and there like, you let's, are. Let's do a little concert tea and remind Eileen that while she was on vacation and left me deserted here in the hot, <laughs> sweaty, stinky New York, I went to one of her favorite concerts without That's her. True. And I went to see That's these movies. And um, this concert tea just reminded me to like rub it in, you know? Well, I love that for you because live music is one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. I know. So I'm not I'm not mad. I'm so happy for you that you had that experience. <laughs> and it's actually very funny. Your eyes? <laughs> no, I'm not rolling my eyes. Okay. okay. Um, I have mascara in them. <laughs> I also, but I also, this is one thing. So we have a very different taste of music. That very. is like, you could have a whole podcast on the different, you, like, I love, like, I love like indie, classic rock, jam bands. Like, like, would you, you go to Sublime? Art. So this is what I was just about to say. I actually think that Sublime may be one of the only bands that we have in common. I love Sublime. I love Sublime. But I've never seen them live. And oh, so I'm just good. wondering, like, but are they as, this is a terrible thing to say, but I, I'm genuinely asking, are they as good without the lead singer who? Yes. The new guy, his name is Rome, and he's really good. And I've seen them twice. Twice the last time I saw them was two years ago because it was right before my 40th birthday. And uh, people were making fun of me at my <laughs> dinner, <laughs> like, because I went. Um, but I like a lot of – there's somebody opening – no, either opening or the headliner that we've never heard of. Something Who is st- it? called stupid. Simply something Oh, stupid. Slightly, slightly stupid. Yeah, what the fuck is that? I don't need to learn about that they're, right now. <laughs> they're like that same genre, though, of I like we 90s. played it last night. Yeah, I I have one slightly stupid song actually that I found recently that I like that I could share with you if you wanted. There you go. Because you went to Counting Crows a few weeks ago and you were like, what the fuck am I going to listen to at Counting Crows? And I'm like, here, have these 10 songs that you may not have heard that they'll probably play. So Eileen and I, as we all know, we we 
love to do an I'm not like you dinner when Eileen's in town. And lucky for me, I'm going to get quite a few of those coming up. But where the night starts <laughs> to go over the cliff is when we both lovingly have had lots of ladylike drinks and we're still acting <laughs> like ladies. But Eileen wants to go to a bar where they play these tambourine songs like Counting Crows. And I don't want to hear any tambourines. I want to hear when I'm drunk and it's late. Like we're talking the hour when you should be getting a slice of pizza. I want to hear like <laughs> 99 problems from Jay-Z or a little bit of Ja Rule. <laughs> like if we're going to yeah. do a throwback, I don't want a tambourine. Like what am I supposed to do with a tambourine? So I, I go to Counting Crows and he brought out an actual tambourine. <laughs> I almost fell on the floor. I took a picture of Eileen. I sent a video and I was like, there is an actual tambourine in his head. <laughs> How was it? How did it sound? It was great. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a huge Counting Crows fan. I'm not a, a Dave Matthews fan, um, but I love live music. So like I'll go to anything and especially at Jones Beach Theater. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And you've never been. It's just gorgeous. Like sit on the water. So like. Sign me up. The tickets are 40 bucks basically to any seat in that theater and I'll I'll see anything. But neither one of those do it for me. Sublime, if anyone, any of my fans. <laughs> Just my mommy. If anyone wants to go, it's on August 26th at Joe's Beach. Okay, back oh. to our regularly scheduled programming. What are we doing here today, boo? <laughs> I love your energy today. Um, so very uh, interesting segue and I wasn't actually going to bring it up because I thought, like, why would I bring up Dave Matthews on this podcast? There'd be no relevancy to Dave Matthews on I'm Not Like You. However, since you happen to have brought him up, which is just funny and coincidental, um, I was listening to a podcast on my recent flight um, home um, from a trip, from a vacation. Um, and if you don't know the reference to that, listen to the episode called... Um, is it a vacation or a trip when you travel with kids? I was listening to a podcast with Dave Matthews band where he was being interviewed by a tribe called quest and it was hilarious. And if you happen to be a Dave Matthews or a tribe called quest fan, you should definitely listen to it. It was quest love. He is a brilliant interviewer and I gave me so many good ideas for future podcasts. Anyway, one of the questions that he asked, which I thought was a really, really, really good question. And I may use it on an upcoming interview with the guest was, are you ready for this? Hit me. If you could go back to any age and live there for five years, Ooh. what would that age be? So I'm going to ask you the question, but before I do, I think it's a really great question and we should both answer it. <clears throat> but before I do, I will tell you what Dave Matthews said. He said he, so he's 56, which I was very surprised about. I thought he was younger than that. Um, he said that he'd go back to the age 50. And the reason that he'd go back to the age 50, and then we're going to stop talking about Dave Matthews. So if you don't like Dave Matthews, don't hang up. We're going to, keep, we're going to get into a good topic. Or maybe we should tag Dave Matthews. We should have a future episode. <laughs> oh my God, I would die for that. Okay, anyways, he said he'd go back to the age 50. And the reason why is because that's when he stopped giving a fuck. Mm. And I was like, oh. That is like brilliant. And it made me think of one of the episodes we did very early on last fall, where we talked about this idea of like not giving a fuck and like getting this permission slip to not give a fuck. And I think that we probably would both agree that like one of the things about turning 40 for us 
that actually was a benefit was this idea that like, as you age, you care less. And so I thought it was very resonant. And I was like, you know what? I think that that's a really good topic, like how to give less fucks. So it reminded me of this book that I read a long time ago um, by an author named Mark Manson, which is, um, I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't. I think it's like uh, the art of not giving a fuck. I think that's like loosely what it's called, if that's not exactly what it's called. And I was like, this topic is feels very relevant right now and we're going to do it. So here we are. Here we are. Dave Matthews. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Quest love. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> what so okay, so where do you want to go? Do you want to do you want to just dive right in or do you want to go back to the question? Because I think it's such a good question. It is such a good question. I it's divergent, don't know but how it's a good I question. would answer it. How would you you go first? Well, I think that I actually, I mean. I think I probably would agree. And I think it is that idea of like that conversation we had a year or so ago to say the best thing about turning 40, at least from my perspective, was like I'm in this place now where I care less about what other people think of me, which allows me to show up more authentically and the highest, because <laughs> of course, the highest frequency and vibration you can achieve is authenticity. And so I think that I, I, I actually like this age better than any other that I've experienced. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to channel like a Andy Cohen moment and just plead the fifth. (laughs) I'm going to plead the fifth. I'm not prepared for this question. And like only negative answers are coming to my mind. Like if I would rewind to this time, I would not do that again. Or like I, I, oh, I don't know. I don't see yeah. So yeah, you like, want to like relive something. Yeah, I want to relive oh. it. So oh, that to me is what's coming to my mind. And it's not really about not giving a fuck because if you want to relive it, then I guess I do give lots of fucks about some decisions. So I don't know. Okay. Pleading the well, fifth. I'll, I'll All right. Back. Well, fine. So let's talk about giving zero fucks because I think that's what, we're, what this is. The whole point of this is. So what's your perspective on giving zero fucks? Uh, My perspective is that's like a very big statement and very, very hard to do. You know, we talked about this, we talk about this a lot and and we've talked, covered it in a lot of our episodes, especially like in thinking about what other people think of us. Um, Uh, you know, there are a lot of things I give zero fucks about, and there are a lot of things I care deeply about. And the ones that I care deeply about are sometimes things I wish I could care less about. And I try really, really, really hard to like knock them over to the other side because some of them do not, are not worthy of caring so much about. Um, I think you're right. As you get older, I, you know, I was at book club with some friends last week. I don't know. While Eileen was away and left me here. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to be real salty about this, everyone. Um, and one of the women said that when she turned 50, she just stopped caring. I guess she she and Dave together, Dave Matthews and, and Is this her. the magic age? Is 50 the magic age? I don't know. Age? She also said the same thing. When I turned 50, I was like, I don't care about what anyone has to say, but anything I do, like I feel more mm. free than ever. And I don't think for me, 40 is some magic number where I just woke up and was like, I don't give a shit about what anyone has to say. I don't think that that's true at all for me. So am I getting better at it? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. But but I'm not I'm not in a place where I don't care what I, I don't care what people think other than me. So then what you're saying is like you care less, but like there's a journey <laughs> to yes, zero fucks. I, I do think that there is a yeah. journey to zero fucks because when you do turn 40 for a million reasons, you start to embrace what you want in a different kind of way. And I know mm-hmm. that that comes with like the word midlife. I don't think people think of 40 in that way anymore. I don't think 40 is necessarily like stereotypical answer for midlife, but um, you start to think about like what you've achieved so far in your life and where you want to go forward. And you don't necessarily care about what other people say in order to achieve those things. Like you, there's, you know, a couple more goals you have in front of you for the next 10 years and you just mm. want to like get them done or get them in your hands. And you care little about how you um, are perceived while you're living your best life. Yeah. But I do think it's a journey. Like, I don't, I don't know. You might feel differently. You might feel like you give zero fucks already. No, I, I think actually, as you said that I was like, you know what, I think that's very fair. And I think probably like maybe 50 is not a magic age, but there probably is some truth to the idea that like every decade you become more free. We have to ask one of our like 70 year old friends this question because oh I my think God, that Eileen, we have to do an episode where we have a 20 year old, a 30 year old, we're in our 40s and a 50 year old and a 60 year old and your 70 year old friends on the <laughs> We're going to do like giving a fuck through the ages. <laughs> Fuck yeses and fuck noes for the ages. Um, Okay. Well, so no, I definitely am not at a point where I like give zero fucks, but I I think that I am much more conscious and aware of what I care less about now than what I used to care about. And I think that it is liberating and freeing and like I enjoy it. And also like there is a version of me that wants to be super intentional about it. Kind of like what you said, like I'm really working hard to let go of the things that I know actually don't serve me or matter. Um, but what, what Mark Manson talks about in this book, I watched some TikToks to refresh my memory because I read it a long time ago, is that it's impossible to actually give zero fucks, which makes sense, right? Um, what he says is the sort of the key, and this made sense to me, is <clears throat> it's not giving a fuck. It's not really about um, giving less fucks. It's about being more thoughtful about what you give a fuck about. Right. I don't think I explained that very well, but you get what I'm saying? Like, like the shit that we actually really worry about is like, is it of highest value? Is it related to like our highest self? Or is it like, I saw a quote this morning from this investor that I love and I follow on Instagram. She said, ignore the peanut gallery. They didn't pay for front row seats. Right. (laughs) I right. That. I thought that that was so funny, you know, and I thought that that like aligned really well with this topic because maybe that's really what the key is, is like, if you're super clear on your values, then like that is really what you hone in on is like what you value and what you matter. And then the rest maybe starts to fall away. And that's how you give more fucks about what matters and less fucks about what doesn't. Okay. I mean, that it, it uh, left speechless, speechless, rendered <laughs> speechless. <laughs> you know, I think in some ways I, I am in the things that I've worked really hard on. I am really good at it. My sister said to me the other day, which is a made up word. 
She was like, I think you're a emotional. I'm like, that is not a word. <laughs> but like if I choose to not give a fuck about something, like it just doesn't exist at all to me. Yeah. And I'm very, very good at that. So again, like it goes back to that journey. It goes back to like training yourself to like let go of some things and letting go in some areas that you that you just know don't, and this, these are going to be big words coming from me, but like that don't serve you. Like there's, a, you know, this could be like, as you think about relationships, this is certainly like what my sister's nodding at. Like there are relationships in my life where I'm like, that doesn't serve me anymore. And like, it doesn't make me feel good. And like, I don't give a fuck. And that kind of stuff I am very good at. It's usually the smaller things where like I just can't, um, they're, they're harder for me. And that's the kind of stuff where it's like, it is an evolution and it is a learning moment and a journey. And, um, you know, we make a lot of jokes about watching things on TikTok, but I can't tell you how many times a day I see like a motivational, um, video from someone or even like a something that's not necessarily like the smartest, most brilliant um, thinker of our generation, but rather just like a reminder that whatever is like stressing you that day or the thing that's like eating you up really is not that important. And like, those are the yeah. things that you have to keep even laughing at and like trying to throw, what, what is that thing? Like push down the ladder. Hmm. Yeah, I think that that's right. Um, well, also like, you know, we, we had an episode a little while ago about um, giving people permission to change. And I think maybe like what you're kind of referencing and, and what it makes me think about is like the idea of impermanence. And, you know, we've talked a lot about like legacy and like the, sh the stuff that we're, we're worrying about, the small stuff or whatever is like, you're not going to be thinking about that in five years or 10 years or 20 years or whatever. It's really so irrelevant in life. And my mom has a lot of like good one-liners like that. When I hear them, it makes me think of her. And she used to always say like, don't sweat the small stuff, which is like, you know, should you put it on a mug? But like, I think that that really resonated with me at a young age. Just like, there's only so much you can control. We always talk, um, the company that I work with, we always talk about controlling the controllables because it's a very fast moving company. I think that's really good advice um, because there is so much noise and there's so much distraction. And the more that we let it in, the more it's like consuming. And so I don't know. I mean, I don't know like that to me, that's what my meditation practice is or like my journaling or anything that is time to myself is it gives me the opportunity to connect to what I want to give a fuck about, whether it's, you know, within myself or others. So, um, you know, it's interesting. It's not really about like necessarily, it's about the clarity and the, you know, a lot of the other benefits of meditation, but a lot, a lot of times it really is just getting time to actually understand like my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I did see someone on TikTok say like, what you care about now, you won't care about two weeks from now. Yeah. And what I will say is, and we've talked about this in our journaling episode, uh, my journal is electronic and I do delete things. And I will tell you that I date them and I don't delete right away now. I wait mm. and I go back and I read them and I am utterly shocked yeah. by the things that I write in there. Like I will open it, like I opened it today and I'm like, oh my God, Esther, like <laughs> the hell's going on here? Like, that's what upset you, you know, like 11 days ago, 11 that's days ago, you were upset that like, 
whatever happens. Um, and I think that that's like maybe a little small practice. We should all think about it, especially um, – I mean, I'm not I'm not a therapist and no one should listen to anything I have to say about that's this not, topic. That's not but true. Maybe you should make – maybe people should have a notes album. And if you're worried like me, you can lock them. I don't know if you knew that. You can lock your notes. <laughs> I put a code, a different code than all my other codes. It feels very protected. I write things in there. And maybe people should start writing down what annoys them, the yeah. little things, the little things that like you really shouldn't give a fuck about, and then go read them later. I think that's that brilliant advice. A few weeks later and yeah. laugh at yourself and delete that shit. Yeah. And it really has been tremendously helpful for me. And I don't know, maybe uh, that's my contribution for the day. So um, let's all think about how we get further down our journey to – not giving a fuck. And before we get to 50, because by 50, I'm going to need a facelift. So let's not worry about 50, okay? Oh, my God, okay. 50. <laughs> Dave Matthews, like, honestly, you really <laughs> take it over our whole episode. She said, she said, serve you. She said, Dave Matthews. Um, I just, Sublime. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have so, a happy so I got. Friday and a great weekend. See you next week. See you next week. Bye.